As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The Fan. No, I haven't, you biatch. I have not lost that loving, loving feeling, okay? Just checking. This, this, is, this, this song is, sucks. Th- this is your AQH leader, Ugh. your American quarter horse leader, and I'm here to tout the very best quarter horses in the history of quarter horse racing. You lost that loving feeling is music immortality. Lost that loving feeling. You're the one that's lost it. No, oh, I'm I'm replete with loving feeling right okay, now. <laughs> Mostly not, from the waist down. It's not, this Righteous Brothers originally. Yes, well done. It's not uh, my fault that you had to pay 103 dollars for gas the other day. No. It's not my fault. You're running the mill SUV. Uh, your 401k is 52 percent down. That, it probably is, by the way. Yeah, oh it's, man, it's, it's, bloodbath. Yeah, it's not my fault. The state of the nation, from that standpoint, is quite diseased mm. okay um, so don't take it out of me uh or the fact that i said your dog sucks yeah that part was unnecessary and scraps does not suck right but scraps is I mean, how do you love that dog <laughs> i mean what is there to that dog to love he's just he's, like skin and bones and he barks a lot and he's got this big terrier snout yeah. snout I mean, oh, nose. scraps is super cute do you not remember the showstopper we had when I brought Scraps to training camp. Yeah, I remember when he pooped on Brian Robinson's cleat. That yeah. is not true. The and, showstopper is we had to avoid the pee stains on the perch. Yeah, and he was just was. a puppy, and he didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know any better. And but he was barking loudly, and for the first time in his life, great. Leslie Frazier cussed. No, that none of none of that is actually accurate. But what, what? is? Everybody who came to the perch. Was like, oh my I God, know. your dog! I know. Oh, scraps. Yeah, that, that, oh, that, it was. It was a great moment. Do you yeah. remember at training camp when uh, Howard from Chicago came down with all that meat and we're grilling and Viking security rolls over <laughs> like, are you guys serious with this open fire <laughs> near the tent? Yeah. Well, remember Brian Robinson like came over because he's Texas raised and he likes barbecue, and he had like mm. two plates. Oh hell yeah! I mean, it. Um, Howard can cook. Oh yeah, Howard does a good job at that. Wait a second here. How the hell did I miss this before we talk about the Rams? What did Deshaun Watson, 66 different massage therapists over yes. 17 months? Yes. Yeah. Now, are you kidding me? Disastrous. 66. Wow. I don't know about you guys, I mean, but maybe some kept missing like the tension point by the uh uh, by the rhomboid. Yeah, well, I think, I, I think he was looking for the tension point. Stop that. The um I don't. I for think, you guys, it, it, it is, to me, my my comparison here is a barber. Like 
when you find a barber who gets it just right, you stick with that barber, yeah. right? Yeah. How many massage therapists <laughs> do you on, need man. to go through to find that massage therapist that, that does it just right for you? This show is naughty and might make you a potty mouth. I believe, uh, for Stefanski, I believe something has emerged late where or of late. I think the Browns can get out on the bit. I, I think the Browns. And they? Had, I, 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 hope they I think it's predicated sake, on really? on all information available. Okay. If there's potential that right. maybe Deshaun's side has been misleading or not. Right. Okay. On the forefront of all the intel. So that's public? In relation, well, uh, your, uh, our guy well, Florio a, wrote about we, it a few days ago. With what were the road we're going down. For the obscure dot coms listening to nine to noon five days a week trying to get copy. Yes, they want to get out of that cash. Let's be very, very careful with what we're saying here, okay? <laughs> because your generation doesn't want to do its own work. They want somebody else to do it for them. Correct. So be very careful, okay? Work smart, not hard. Right, yeah. Until your job's gone. Oh God. Uh but I think I think it's under the pretense that the 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 insinuation that Florio and several others have made is that okay, so we knew about you know, the 23 lawsuits or whatever the hell the number is. It was is. 22 keeps, then, yeah, now now 24. Correct. It keeps going up every bleeping week. And so the idea is, is we signed you to this $240 million deal knowing about the 22. And that's just kind of like a weird standard bar to set in this particular mm-hmm. case. But now that there have been a couple others and this ongoing phenomenon, how does that change what the NFL would potentially be willing to do in terms of a suspension? Yeah. And does that give the Browns who nationally are getting skewered for this, for their decision to invest in this with no clarity to the situation and no finality to it. Yeah. And then there's the the other aspects of it, that's, of course, opinion makers will have. Well, that that's a very difficult road to go down because, I mean, now if they are getting skewered, then the Miami Dolphins need to be skewered for employing Tyreek Hill. No, not, not the same. And Why? Tyreek, well, well, I'm saying if if you're, I mean, this is this is now. I mean, it's right in front of us. What's right. happening? But there are a lot of significant. I'm not going to like create sin or crime power rankings here. But I'm saying if you go through rosters around the National Football League, you got some bad. You got a lot of bad actors on teams. Well, but the difference is Tyreek Hill has paid his price for his bad actions. I mean, that's already in the rearview mirror, right? I thought he had to you change know. schools. Yeah, that's a and box. There were all yep. kinds of things. That's that, a box. And that's, you that's know, a that, good box. That's the difference. Now, the Browns say they investigated, thoroughly investigated Deshaun Watson's situation. Mm-hmm. But we're now, now it turns out the New York Times is uncovering all kinds of stuff that the Browns didn't, and it ah, makes yeah. you wonder how thoroughly, in fact, they did investigate is that Deshaun the, Watson's is that situation. Is that the Jenny Vrentis bit? With the New York Times, it is, as a matter of fact, yes, that but lady ain't no joke. She no. had text message conversations yeah. and DM bits. She had all sorts of intel hey. that until now has not been seen. Wait, so, is she the one who was like, there was a text message or messages where he's like, yeah, two o'clock, and please wear a sundress. She may have, she may have been the one yeah. that broke that stuff and too. I, I, ain't jo- I ain't joking with that, but I mean I saw that like somewhere within the last mm-hmm. week, and it had to be from this whole thing. Yeah, so the Browns are in a pickle, man. Stefanski, I mean the the front office, and just you know it's that point where you have a franchise that's been so bad for so long. Mm-hmm. There's an aspect of desperation as you get on the cusp. You win a playoff game. You're on the on the verge of truly being a contender. Things go south with yeah. Baker, and it's like Deshaun's out there. 
And if we can, quote unquote, do our due diligence and it makes sense, let's do this because that puts us over the top. And now this new stuff's coming out. Uh, You know, the Browns need to to wear some of this. But this saga with Deshaun doesn't appear to be ending anytime soon. And I don't know if you guys heard this. uh, And it's not helping from a public relations standpoint. You got Rusty Harden. And I can find the email from a few days or the, the audio from a few days ago. You're just coming out and trying to explain that a happy ending is not a crime. This show is naughty and might make you a potty And mouse. that is the hill, at least publicly or in that moment, that Rusty Harden wanted to stand on mm. in terms of how to analyze or view his clients. Well, the, the also with the Browns and Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, are being pulled into this more now than than I think they they thought they would. Yes, but basically, I don't want to say they, that they're being accused of a cover up, but like they facilitated things, like and hotel they, rooms and stuff, kind yeah. of look the other way or whatever. The, the Texans offered him legal aid. Oh, they helped him with a like boilerplate NDA that yeah. he could use. They the offered that? him a non disclosure. Oh. Um, Non-disclosure. Boilerplate NDA. Yes, a non-disclosure yeah. agreement. Agreement. Yeah. Thank you. Non-disclosure okay. agreement. Um, and it, it sounds like they offered him office space with which to work. Execute and his toil. Execute his toil. Yeah. And so now the Texans, who you know, the Texans are maybe embroiled in this, and they were added, the team, the lawyers against Deshaun Watson added the Texans as a defendant in the ongoing lawsuits. Okay. So now the Texans are in deep. Thing well, is, it, it's it's see, the story that never dies. See, somebody with whom I chatted two days ago, when we were, we were talking about this a little bit and the, the, I guess Peter King, maybe earlier in the week or the week before with his Monday morning football morning in America thing, I didn't read it. Um, he, you know, I, I think he made the proclamation. Deshaun Watson has to be suspended for a year minimum, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he was speaking for Goodell or like admonishing Roger and being like, this is the only way to do it. Well, uh, Peter's well-respected within the NFL offices, believe it or not. And um, so I'm not saying what Peter writes is gospel, but it's definitely seen by the commissioner. He Here, see, Commissioner Goodell, that there's no way anybody in the NFL offices believed John Gruden in Las Vegas would get past that first step and not have that thing thrown out with mm-hmm. Bruce Allen and the Raiders and the whole thing. Yeah, The NFL got beat in the first race of this uh of this grand jury uh, thing that's taking place right now. Now, the next step of it is in the next step in it is I think people would be foolish to believe somebody who has been around the National Football League as long as John Gruden does not know where myriad bones are buried mm-hmm. with myriad situations over 20 years of texting, talking, emails, handshakes, the whole thing. Personally, I think that has the commissioner shaking in his loafers badly. Um, and, and like what's going to come out? Because John, John's set forever. You know, John has nothing to oh, lose. right. Yeah. So now how does that tie into the Browns and Deshaun? Is Roger has been known when things get dicey, he skews the way of totalitarian. He skews the way of, of in essence, being iconoclastic and being the the right arm of the proverbial law and just really laying down the law. So I think that has some people with the Texans, excuse me, the Browns also concerned that, you know, there are new things emerging and, and New York times 
writers doing her job and mm-hmm. doing great work with us. Jenny's want to do. Um, but you know, maybe if, if, if realistically or pragmatically it's deemed like situation for situation for situation, this should be six games, maybe 10 games, something like that, then it might be a year and change. The, these processes always take a long time. It's compounded by the fact that it's changing constantly. So, you know, if, if a month ago, Roger Goodell had a sense of where, how he was going to adjudicate this, mm-hmm. well, now what do you do? You know, I, I, now I've got a bunch of new data points. Yeah. You know, so you got, do you have to reopen this thing? Talk yeah. to Deshaun again. You know, try to get your arms around the totality of where this thing is going. It's a 24 right now, but why does Deshaun Watson have text messages from 66 different Houston massage therapists? Mm. And how many other, you know, how many others are going to come forward? Yeah, they weren't all Houston. And that was part of the problem is that mm. a lot of them were being met via Instagram or like direct messaging and stuff. They and, were flying in. And he was flying. Literally flying them in? He was yeah. flying them in, like the Love Boat situation when. Atlanta, when Atlanta all the way up the coast. Yeah. The Atlanta ladies were being flown in for um <laughs> for the um for the Lake Minnetonka thing. What do you think? I'm kidding here? I know you're. Tr- I know. Well, no, I'm it is true. The truth. But, I know it's true. But th- this is just this. Is, apparently, our talent's not good enough here. There, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing I can corroborate with this, and and we're not breaking news, people here, and and I'm sharing secondhand information I'm getting from somebody else. But it's it's again, you would be foolish. To, to believe John Gruden is not a fearless human being with oodles and loads oh, of cash. Yes. He already has been publicly shamed and embarrassed from the ridiculous email exchange he had with Bruce Allen, and he got fired, and he's never going to work in the NFL again. So he knows what the bottom looks like. The The NFL does not. And the fact that... The fact that they already lost the throw it out of court bit, yeah, and and that things were not dismissed or things were not permissible, uh, the NFL felt would be permissible or, or vice versa, whatever you know what I'm saying, um, is it's alarming. It's very alarming because John he doesn't care about the ten million dollar envelope. It's you know let's let's do it this way. Here's a civil the civil handle it. In a, in civil fashion with cash and and the NDA and stuff like that, John doesn't care about that. From what I, from what I'm told, uh, John is on a trail looking to blaze uh, for impropriety and things that the NFL just doesn't want to face. But they're making him face it allegedly in a situation where, according to him and according to reports, the NFL like forced emails or 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 they they like got into to the emails and made them public even though yeah. the the individuals and teams are within the NFL entity. Can I can I ask you I though? Mean, this thing's a freaking bordello. It it, it is. It, what are the what are the implications that you're putting out there in terms of the John Gruden situation as it relates to Deshaun though? Where uh, because how he blazes a trail impacts no, how yeah. Goodell would handle or levy right. down suspensions yeah. Yeah. to Deshaun. Yeah, I said it five minutes ago, but I didn't say it eloquently. It's Roger has been known when things get hot and that he comes down as hard as you possibly can. So the hammer on the all situations. Okay. So therefore, if you take situation for situation for situation, and like you know the court case thrown out of court here, the civil stuff nobody's supposed to know about. So now you have court of public opinion, yeah. which really matters to the image conscious National Football League. I mean, it matters massively. 
Um, and and therefore, if on average something like this, which is kind of unprecedented, but on average something like this would get somebody six or eight or ten games, well, it might get him a year and a half. Yeah, because he's taking shots from other entities, so he wants to show that the 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 metaphorical right arm of the law is the one that still holds the pistol. And I can shoot down careers, and I can shoot down and suspend and do whatever I want. So it, it just all kind of goes together because it's of the transgression variety. No, nope, that, that that does make sense. And the, what here's where I look at it is there, there's a public perception that's out there that the uh, that the Browns, and it, it appears to be accurate for the most part, they anticipated a suspension of some sort, which is why with all this guaranteed cash that he's his salary for 2022 is only a million dollars and then he starts making a ton of cash hmm. so if he was suspended for or even the entire year he'd lose a million dollars instead of 40 for instance yeah what what i'm interested to know is how far they could go if this is as ugly and then Goodell's like you know what it's a two-year suspension or something like that where well, hasn't the prosecutor thrown out the case from a grand jury standpoint already? From a criminal standpoint, criminal right? but standpoint. the civil cases still exist. Right. And then from a policy standpoint, the NFL yeah. can still do whatever the hell they want. And that's what I'm talking about. But there's, there's, but the NFL split between like, okay, we want to, we want to make this a thing, and we want to, we want to throw the sledgehammer down, as you said. But then also, oh, now he's got Jack Del Rio. But now I got the owner of the Browns saying, please don't stick us you know, out $80 million or let's, let's not, you know, completely screw us on these guarantees, which lends then now to the Browns trying to figure out any way that they can get out of this contract. Yeah. If, if I'm the Browns right now, I'm trying to look at all the fine print and see if I can undo this thing. Okay. Well, you, you, you both have some gamble to you. If I were to lay the line for Jacoby Brissett starts for the Browns this year at 10 and a half, which way would you bet it? Ooh. I don't know what else is on their roster. They still got Keenum? No. He went to no. Buffalo. Yeah, he's gone. He's yeah. there with Dan Chisena, who's been on the Vikings for two years. I mean, I I would. I mean, if it's an over-under on non-Deshaun Watson starts, yeah. then then I'm over that 10 yeah. and a half. Non-Deshaun yeah. Watson starts is the way to put it. Because, ba- I mean, they they just asked Baker Mayfield to leave minicamp. Yeah, I, I put everything I, I put everything I can on, on the over 10 and a half. What about you? Over, I believe. If you just my, if assuming that there is some action yep. in advance of the season happening, yeah, I believe Deshaun Watson's going to miss the year, and that won't even necessarily be the end of it. I think they're going to say this year's over for Deshaun Watson. This season's done, and we're reserving the right to extend it into twenty twenty three if there are new things that develop, like mm. the indefinite bit. Yep. I think that's 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 my that's my finger in the wind, and he'll apply for reinstatement or whatever, and it'll be a thing that we talk about a year from now. And, and, and it looks like you know the Baker Mayfield thing is in a terrible spot right now, but there's still a possible scenario like Deshaun Watson gets ruled out for the year. Jacoby Brissett, there's zero chance Baker Mayfield ever throws a pass for the Browns again. All right, you're probably right. It's zero. There's just so much. There's need yeah, on both over. side sides that I'm putting into. I'm trying to lump together. Like it may turn out the Browns really need him. It may turn out Baker yeah. really needs the opportunity to show that he's not as bad as people think, or whatever. Right uh, as he's heading in, but it could just be that the this whole situation is just so fractured they it, can never repair. If Baker wants to throw another pass in the NFL, he has to take a pay cut first yeah. and foremost. He can, which he can do. He has to take a pay cut, and then then somebody mm. may uh, somebody may entertain the opportunity. Well, the union might not let him. 
Uh, one last, one last thing in the Gruden, on the Gruden deal. That's a good point right there. Um, that nope, that we have not talked about, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on it. But yeah. the real worry for the NFL on the Gruden situation is the discovery that's going to come through this legal case when they are going to ask for every email that went through Washington. Oh, all of them. Oh. They're going to ask to see every email that, that that was sent through there. And when they do that, to try to figure out why the NFL leaked specific ones about mm-hmm. Gruden and not others. 650,000 emails, and they said five of them were bad. Yeah, right. Yep. What, you know, what? And they're going to come back and go, oh, you, were, you, you decided to leak these five? Why not these other 500 see, there, that are damning. I'm sure there are some of these salacious and incriminating variety. Mm-hmm. All I want to see is like Gabe's emails with his <laughs> wife when they were when they were in a spat. And just like how they handled it. Or uh, like they're setting plans up for, for dinner or something like that. Well, yeah. Now I got to get with Manis and see how I can scrub my emails. <laughs> hey, um, uh, phone lines blew up there a little bit. Uh, did, was there a mistake made? No, nope, they're just anticipating a giveaway. Oh, I see. Oh, they are. <laughs> we got okay. some featured fish. We got right. some loons tickets. Okay, I'm sure there were mistakes made, but as of yet, I haven't been uh, informed of any. This is 9 to noon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, the fan. All right, all you rubes trying to call in 10 minutes early. Now's the time. 800-320-5326. 800-320-5326. It's the Ballard's Featured Fish Contest, one of our favorite bits on the fan. You got the four fish. You tell me what they are, and you're going to get a Ballard's Resort Grand Prize for two people, four nights lodging, three days guided walleye fishing with rods, reels, bait, and tackle provided. I'm just going to do it like this. Caller 1 and Caller 11, you're getting that trip. Caller 1, Caller 11. I'm giving away two trips today. Get after it. I'm going to take you to a special place that nobody knows. This, this Baby, is patented yeah. country twang right here. Oh, hell yeah. I like it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think the electric slide to this. What do you think, Charge? Not my jam, but I mean, it's obviously a classic. Right. Yeah, I, could, I, could, it. I could put this into turbo tracks for sure. But isn't. I don't you, know who sings it. Was that a harmonica? I think it's Nitty Gritty. No. Yeah, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Would, would, you, really? would you ever have this on the turntable at your house? No. The only country artist oh, well, is. is nay, the only country artist I like a lot. I've got. I How like. Ever I, res- about this I respect Dolly Parton a lot, and I like of Dolly Parton. Uh, but the person making new music who I like is a, as it turns out, I didn't know this, lesser-known mm-hmm. artist named Hayes Carl. 
Hayes Carl. Nobody knows who Hayes Carl is. Sounds like me. a center fielder for the but, Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, at one of those moments, I'm at Big Boar Barbecue, and a country, they play mostly country music there and some blues and stuff. And so, yeah. and I hear a song, I'm like, this is really good. I don't normally like ha- yeah. uh, country, so I, I did the Shazam bit on it. What's that? Shazam is an app you put oh, on you your phone that will listen to the music yeah. and then identify it for you. Yeah. And it says it's Hayes Carl. Hayes Carl. And then I played a few Hayes Carl songs. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah, the, I like Ace Carl. I like um, um, uh, Dar- Darius Rucker, the the Hootie yeah. and the Blowfish bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some country that I enjoy. I like Zach Brown Band. Okay, if that's considered country, I think so. Uh, I like um, I like some Alan Jackson. Yeah, hugely um, popular, right? My my, my all time favorite country song is this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> We just had this on Turbo Tracks. Anytime the devil gets beat, uh huh, it's a good day. Charlie Daniels Band, soft and warm, the quiet storm. Turned out that I did not know this until it was on Turbo Tracks, and I was looking for like the little trivia pieces that I that I do on this. They didn't write this song. Well, they didn't. This is a cover for Charlie Daniels Band. Yeah, who did it? I don't remember who did it first. Jones or something. Nobody. A band, at least I did not know, did it first. But obviously, they catapulted it into fame. And it's actually uh, a song about three different competitions, all all booked into one. It's a but it's a classic song, and it tells a great story. You don't get a lot of fiddle solos, yeah, in popular music. Hey, I'm trying to figure out who wrote it. Oh, yeah. Songwriter, is it Ed Setzer? Sure. Songfacts.com. I'm tripping right now. I mean, are you sure? Are you uh, sure yes. Like I ain't reading this boring ass story, man. Wait, <laughs> it's just too long. I mean, devil. I don't know where it came from, but it, it just did. Well, I think I might know where it came from. It may have come from an old poem called "The Mountain Whippoorwill." Yes, that's, that is exactly that's it. Stephen that's where it came Vincent from. Vincent Benet. Yes, wrote many, many, many years ago that I had in high school. He didn't use that line, but I started playing, and the band started playing, and the first thing you know, we had it down. That's brilliant. Thank you, Polly. There you go. Well, you know the um, the uh, what's uh, what's your guy who sings uh, Chris Stapleton? Who um, he has uh, a a uh, Tennessee whiskey is mm. the name of the song. Are you familiar with it? I, I've heard of him, yeah. and um, I do drink a fair amount of whiskey. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't... was familiar with the name of the song, but mm-hmm. like I like to watch live music on YouTube. And I think Justin Timberlake is one of the overall most talented performers in the history of performing. I mean, he acts, he sings, just does everything. Yeah. And and it was the CMA, the Country Music Awards. And Chris Stapleton's Tennessee Whiskey was either like a performance or winning an award. And and Chris Stapleton, I mean, he's so soulful and bluesy, and, and but he's in the country genre. But so Timberlake and Stapleton did Tennessee Whiskey live. I saw it on YouTube, and I've watched it. 50 times. It's super good. Uh, but so that Tennessee whiskey song originally was done by old schooler George Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's uh, George Jones. It's like you got Ray Charles, part of starting country music. 
And then you got like George Jones and cats like that rolling in. Yeah. And starring on the show Hee Haw. And, um, and, and, but, but it's like, it's a different, it sounds just completely sounds different. It's like Bruce Springsteen wrote, wrote, um, blinded by the light and performed it very early or early to middle-ish in his career. Yeah. Blinded by the light wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Well, Manfred Mann and the earth band took it and made it immortality with the way they did it. So it's like Bruce's version is not for me. Manfred Mann's is Immortality. Stapleton with Tennessee Whiskey, Immortality. George Jones, who wrote it, that, that's just it's just that's just not for me, just the way it sounds, you know? You would be shocked, you being everybody out there, how many classic um you know songs that you only have ever attributed to one person yeah. were written by somebody else. Right. And oftentimes recorded as whole songs by somebody else. Right. Not just like, you know, somebody wrote it for Barry Manilow. Yeah. But as it turns out, you know, Barry Manilow, you know, you know, Barry Manilow was not the first to do it, as an example. I'm watching a 1974 Johnny Carson mm. on Pluto a couple mm. of nights ago. Mm. Frank Sinatra's on. Yeah. Doing Johnny in 74. And I'm like, ooh, I'll hear Sinatra. Yeah. Sing, you know, sing some song yeah. that, you know, some classic Sinatra song. He's singing, I write the songs. Wow. And I'm like, that make whoa, the whoa, whole whoa. world yeah, sing. That. But wow. it, I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't Sinatra's. Are you this kidding? is Barry Manilow. That's impossible. And as it turned out, it was neither. Neither one wrote it, but Manilow would go on after 74 yeah. to make it a hit song. I write the songs. Yeah. And by the way, Sinatra's career was already dead in the water in 74. He, he was bad. I'm 56. We're about the same age, right? Yeah. So you remember Saturday mornings with the uh, what you used to play Schoolhouse for Fantasy, Rock. Yeah, Fantasy we Football Schoolhouse Weekly. We love Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. When I first moved here full time in 98, and then before, you know, we knew each other, but we were just getting to know each other, and... You know, it'd be Saturday mornings, AM eleven thirty KFAN with uh, Fantasy Football Weekly, and I'd hear, "I'm just a bill mm-hmm. sitting on Capitol Hill," yeah. and that took me back to the Schoolhouse Rock days. With, <laughs> you know, Saturday mornings, you would have that, and you would have Soul Train ever ever with Don Cornelius every single Saturday. Yeah, but you also would have this with Dick Clark. Tell me when you know what it is. Every Saturday. We're going hopping. hopping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopping today. The We're billboard. No, no, not billboard. Uh, yeah. It's the bandstand. Bandstand. There you go. Remember? I do. I mean, these songs yeah. just stick forever. That's, I mean, that song, that the show was like a staple in the 50s and 60s, so I think, but it was still on into the 70s and 80s. Maybe. So you're telling me Barry Manilow popularized this, Frank Sinatra did it first, and neither, neither one, one of them wrote it. Yeah. Wrote it. I've been alive forever. That's difficult. Makes uh, me forever depressed. is a long time, by yeah, the way. That, that, that. Your songwriter for I Write the Songs yeah. is Bruce Johnston. Who's that? He's an American music singer, songwriter, ranger, and record producer who's best known as the, a member of the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Uh, here's a song I think you'll recognize. Um, I believe Joe Cocker originally did it. I first heard it in the 70s done by Grand Funk Railroad. Um, Huey Lewis also eventually did it when, okay. he, when Huey caught fire 
Well, Huey caught fire in the 80s with uh, Back to the Future and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think it was the the mid to late 80s. This song. Called Feel Feel It All Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but this is a song. I'm not sure who wrote it because you got me spooked now. (laughs) But Joe Cocker made it famous. What's the name of the song? Feeling All Right. When I call Vikings games... I got some Joe Cocker to my left hand. What it's do you like mean? The Vikings, like during some touchdown calls, they they will play back stuff at uh, Vikings.com. Can you bring this down a little bit, please? Thank you. And um and and then I'll watch them back, or I've seen some stuff here and like during the wild games and really hyped moments. Yeah, it's like my left hand starts contorting <laughs> and my fingers start contorting. And they like they like come in, you know. It's and Joe Cocker did that same thing. I'm even thinking about it. Uh, this was written by English uh-huh. rock band Traffic right. in 1969. Oh. Traffic, Steve Winwood. Um, Traffic might, yeah, was definitely right. Steve Winwood. Might have been Winwood and Eric Clapton. Well, I'm going to have an answer for that in about one second here. Wow, so uh, Joe- Winwood, uh, no Clapton. Okay. Winwood, Joe Capaldi, Chris Wood, yeah. and Dave Mason. Oh, Dave Mason. Well, D- yeah, D- Dave Mason. Um, hold on here. Oh, man, this, this is really cool. Dave Mason. I think you'll know it. Give it a second. Friday, Fridays this time of the year have a tendency to morph into some music vibe. I love that. And I think it started with that Doobie Brothers bit. <laughs> that, that was that fun, I came right? up with yeah. on the fly. <laughs> That's right. Michael McDonald <laughs> in the song or not. Okay, listen. Dave Mason, formerly of Traffic, with Steve Winwood. You know this? Oh, yeah. How have you been? We just did. Listen to that guitar. And that's the Dave Mason part of the song. We just disagree. A good YouTube is from Midnight Special. It's it's fantastic. Just like Joe Cocker stuff live too. Uh, it's eleven thirty six. You're listening to Nine to Noon. I did get a couple of winners. In the featured fish contest, I appreciate everybody listening, following along, and collecting the fish. But now, what are you up to tomorrow? I got two different pairs of tickets to go to Allianz Field in St. Paul and watch Minnesota United. Your loons, as they host Paderborn. And that's tomorrow evening. I got two different pairs of tickets, so I got two winners. How about caller four and caller seven? Let's do it that way. 800-320-5326, 800-320-5326. 800-320-5326, 800-320-5326. You want to go to Allianz Field tomorrow, a little Saturday evening, and watch the Loons and Paderborn? Get at me. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Do you remember the name Shailene Woodley? Mm, Mike Woodley's wife, formerly of KFAN. I bet Mike would like that. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, Shailene was the previous girlfriend for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Previous girlfriend. Oh, wait, and they, so had, wait. they were engaged to marry. Oh, wait. Danica Patrick 
out. Out. And then the Woodley. Olivia Munn, out. Yeah, but then the Woodley bit, I thought that was tied to Malibu and Nashville and oh so. They broke up. They broke up. Oh, they did? I they did a while that. ago. Right. But Aaron now has got a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Her name is Blue. 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 Okay. She may or may not be. Is that U-E or E-W? It's B-L-U. Okay. Not B-L. Oh, it's like Martini yeah, Blue. Not B-L-U-E or B-L-E-W. Right. They're just B-L-U. Now, or, or it could be E-U for the cheese. Well, that could be. Maybe maybe she has a fondness for moldy cheese. Right. Uh, she, it is, it is, Aaron, it is the Packers, so, you know, maybe it is a cheese thing. Uh, right? And how about that? It could be. After this, how about that fat L Devontae Adams put put on basically Wisconsin and the city of Green Bay <laughs> with the, the real reason that, that he's in Las Vegas, but uh, that momentarily. She may, Blue, may or may not be a witch. A what? A witch. Okay. Uh, there's some confusion because yeah. apparently she has identified as a witch in the past. Oh, like a witch on a broom or yes, Salem's w- Lot. Or- we have a lot of homonyms in this conversation. W-I-T-C-H. Okay. Blue. She may be a blue witch. Okay. Maybe a, a witch named Blue. Okay. Um, and her Twitter account apparently or Instagram account is mm-hmm. Blue of Earth. Some Jeez. people refer to her as Blue of Earth. And, I, and I'm sure attaching yourself to Aaron Rodgers does not help the exposure and or popularity of said Insta, Snap, or a Twitter, right? No, um, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah you know, that's I, I'm probably in a good way, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, named, uh, according to Southern, name, full name, Blue of Earth, uh, a witch and a medicine woman. Hmm. And that appears to be your new love interest for Aaron Rodgers. But well, Okay, but so... The, this blue thing with the witchcraft and or the alleged witchcraft yeah. and yeah. the 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 medical stuff. I hope the, she has a big black kettle with right. like stuff in it, and like eye of newt going in there, well, and yeah, bat I mean, tongue and if, stuff like that. If, if when the Vikings beat Green Bay Week One, if if there's like a big pass rush, like like on one side you have Zadarius Smith, yeah. on the other side you have Daniil Hunter. If I can remember this, I'm going to do this, and only you are going to understand. It's here comes the pass rush. Zadarius from this side, Daniil from that side. They're toil and trouble. <laughs> and they got him. Down goes Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so we got toil and trouble and a and, uh, and a broom. And, yeah. And like the feet are curling up underneath the door or something like Wizard of Oz. I don't understand. And blue cheese. Yeah. Blue uh, cheese. Maybe, you know, if they, if they, if you do get that sack moment, maybe that's your creamed blue cheese right, right. there. Cream cheese. Maybe <laughs> that's always. the angle. Uh, now, Devontae Adams yeah. had a press conference following Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Raiders minicamp or practice or whatever. And he confirmed what um, I, 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 I had the story. I left it in my car, but I'm going to paraphrase it. He, he confirmed what people were writing and saying that he, well, it was said he left Green Bay to go to Las Vegas for the same amount of money Mm -hmm. Green Bay was offering him. Well, Devontae daggered that and said, basically, all right, you know what? I'm going to tell you all the truth. Green Bay offered me more money money. than the Las Vegas Raiders did. Mm -hmm. But, and, and Aaron's cool with everything and the reason... And the reason I left, I apologize. Um, he basically said, 
paraphrasing, I want to raise my kids in the sun. And I want to be close. I'm not kidding. Read the story. Yeah. I, I saw it at PFT, you know we. It's, it's, I want to be closer to California where my family is. And I want to raise my kids in hot fun in the summertime. All right. Well, that, that's metaphoric. Copyrights lie in the family stone. But it, it, the, the tentacle to that is that when Devontae was in Green Bay, his family liked it so little, they didn't even come there. And it's like you have an opportunity to have a year-round house in Green Bay mm-hmm. where the kids can go to school and yeah. watch Daddy play and go to practice and all that. And then, you know, maybe fake it for a little bit after the season. And <laughs> right. At least wait until uh, wait until uh, whatever a series of off days would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's the uh, when teachers get caught up and stuff and. Uh, like there's a week off or a half yeah, week off. Well, yeah, MEA. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like the MEA version uh, in Green Bay. You know, at least fake it, and then when it's MEA, go out to California. But that wasn't the case. His family never came and, like, stayed there. Or if they did, it was it was in truncated fashion. So they stayed in California. They liked that city so little. Mm. And then now he's come out and said, Green Bay offered me more money than the Las Vegas Raiders. And I didn't take it because it was time to leave. It was time to leave when the preferred quarterback returned. So the, you have Aaron back. You get Aaron Jones for the for the play action. Yeah. You got Kenny Clark. Yeah. You got Devondre Campbell. Jair Alexander's high end. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. Adrian Amos, one of the real un- underrated defense players in the NFL. Uh, probably super special David Bakhtiari eventually. Elton Jenkins, as you mentioned, one of the best guards in the NFL. I mean, I'm I'm a massive Elton Jenkins guy. Yeah. I mean, because like left tackle goes down, he plays it for three yeah. weeks, they win every game. Right. Center right. goes down, suddenly you're you're center. Oh, he's yeah. phenomenal. He's, he is great. So Devontae's basically saying, I know all the pieces are in place, and I know the right quarterback came back, and I know they were offering me more money than Las Vegas in a game where image and money matter. And I still left. So what triggered me to think of that was our conversation with Bill Michaels, Wisconsin Radio Immortality, earlier, because I hadn't thought of it until you said it. You're like, you were riding a gut vibe where you were like, I, I can't remember what you, you, you the, the, the dots that you connected to get there, but you're like, I'm just like feeling, and you've never said this, I'm like feeling that, that there could be a precipitous fall or something, something is wrong or something's cracking within the Green Bay Covenant, where it's not that it, when, when Rodgers is done, which could be any minute now, the whole thing's over. I mean, the the whole thing's over for X amount of years, mm. unless Jordan Love jumps turns up, out to be great. Unless he doesn't, I can't. I can't. Well, he's not. He he'll never be as good as Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, that goes outside. Right. And I yeah, think it's fair to say that yes, it is. I can't see the future, but I mean, we're talking about a couple of HOFs here. So it this that kind of plays into what you were saying is Devontae Adams wanted to be there so little mm-hmm. that he took less money. To leave now, I'd rather live in Las Vegas than Green Bay too. Well, yeah, most likely. Yeah, Maybe, I would. Yeah, because you don't have to live in Las Vegas. Yeah, you go thirty minutes outside to Summerlin or sure. the Red Rocks area. Or, I want to go to St. George or Henry Southern. George, yeah, Saint Southern George, Utah. Utah. Oh yes, oh, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Well, right or Henderson or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pahrump, Pahrump, Pahrump is on fire. Um, you go to one of those, go to one of those cities, and um, and you don't have to live right on the strip, but you know you get year round sun. And this also comes after a playoff debacle 
where Josiah DeGuara, their tight end from Cincinnati, ran a shallow cross right to left on third down. Rodgers with a dime just hit him in the hands. Well, DeGuara dropped it in that game against the Niners. Well, that triggered Aaron to never throw a ball to anybody but Devontae Adams again. And LaFleur, in my opinion, did not have the confidence to eyeball 12 and say, stop throwing it. <laughs> they're, they're, sitting, they're sitting on route. No, right. it's almost like he fixed the game. I mean, it was embarrassing what he did. And Devontae was the recipient mm-hmm. of, of like Aaron's basically like, neither one of us are going to be here next year, dog. So let's go down together. Well, Aaron's back and Devontae's not. And that just kind of plays into what you were talking about earlier. How about this quote from the same press conference you were referring to from Devontae Adams? Mm-hmm. How about this? Because of where I am in my career, and this isn't a shot at anybody or any other quarterbacks in Green Bay, but I love Jordan Love, especially. Wow. He's a great guy. Yeah. Nothing on Aaron Rodgers. Who said that? This is Devontae Adams. Hey. I love Jordan Love, especially. Yeah. He's Devontae, a great guy. Devontae doesn't uh, like the witch. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> does, I think the he doesn't like the witch. The came into the equation, and Devontae's out. Well out. done, Devontae. At least Meta World Peace is a super cool name yeah. that even mm. even speaks to an idealism yeah. of positivity. Yeah. yeah. Blue of Earth? What the hell is that? That's beautiful. I mean, Chris Jackson became Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Lou Alcender became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And, 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 and. Yeah, uh, Enos Freedom Cantor oh, right that, now, that's what and I he's going thinking. strong. There we go. Yes, he's, you know, he's very active right yep. now. Hell yeah, you know, and he's doing great, great work to show some of the inhumane practices going on around the world in Turkey and yeah. China, especially. You're elite. Uh, so are you, Nordo. Both you guys have good weekends, and uh, and we'll talk next week. Everybody, wrap on the showtime. Thanks to Metropolitan Ford for sponsoring the nine to noon show. Wraps Metro Ford is your truck superstore. <clears throat> It's 9 to noon, doing Covenant quickies. Deshaun Watson, man, dude, the world's full of sickies. Sports news in June can't be overly picky, but Vikes bites like honey, and your fingers get sticky. Now, PA, you know he loves just saying Joe Cocker. Last year, he would always salute Luke Shocker. Reminds us, Akeem Hicks rails, hails from Regina. Charge gets penicillin from Alina. Now we're Friday feasting within the division. In hindsight, mocking management, a poor decision. And while these bits, sure, they're rarely tiring, let's just say, keep me posted if you're hiring. Now we're punching out, holler weekend ahoy. Find a patio, maybe a beverage to enjoy. From Uda Pills or all the way out to Willie McCoy's. Thanks for listening. It brings us a ton of joy. Podcast Today's Paul Allen Show. Or listen back to previous show and interviews by going to the iHeartRadio app or KFAN.com.